kept it pretty low, but I still knew. Thought and thought, and I still do. I'm lining up in this queue, wanting something didn't want him to do. And I can't fly, but I try just to break through. And I'm so blind to the things you do. Cause I'll hit the road with things to pursue. And all you're worried about is revenue. Tired, I can hit the floor. I'm proud of what I'm doing. No, it's not a dog. Don't win me no recognition or reward. And that's what they all say. Why you're heading out this late? This can only turn out one way. So leaves my place. Nothing I can say. Maybe it's not my problem anyway. G'day, g'day, men and women, average men and women. Welcome to another, another, oh, another, well, we all, another, got the old English accent going on today, didn't I? Welcome to another episode of the Average Man Podcast, number 115, to be specific and precise, and uh, it's called I Need Another Plan. I need another plan. Not aimed at you, Mr. McGowan. Uh, uh, maybe maybe it just works well for Mr. McGowan, but it's aimed at um, promoting unearthed music. So that, that song I brought you in with this morning, this morning, it's more like afternoon, I think. That song I brought you with, in with this afternoon, you will notice I played it all the way through instead of just playing, playing like the first minute or so. Um, that's because that's from Triple J Unearthed Band Business. Uh, and I'm doing something different with all these intro songs now, so hopefully I can keep that up, keep a roll on, and start sourcing independent local music and just playing out the whole song, giving the band a shout out as I just did. Business, I need another plan by Business, and called Business the Band on on Instagram if you wanted to find them and follow them and support them. And um, yeah, that song's on Spotify if you wanted to find those guys on Spotify and go pump up their numbers over there as well, man. So I'm going to be finding 
Bands on Triple J Unearthed, getting hold of them during the week like I did with these guys on their socials and hitting them up, seeing if they mind me using the song and then giving them a shout out uh, on the podcast as well. This is uh, I've wanted to do this for a while. I've just been lazy to be 100% honest with you. And this is what the, the formula will be moving forward. So um, more of these guys, I'm going to be putting a, shining a bit of a light on their music and playing the whole damn song out, which works better for everyone. Uh, I was also... <sighs> had another friend of mine hit me up to see if I could play one of his tracks out all the way, but he didn't send me the MP3 in time, so I've got a, a YouTube clip, but I'll, I'll play it as the outro today, and I'll give him a shout out. It's Viola Willie. He's been on the podcast three times, I believe. Uh, he has a professional life that he likes to keep uh, separate from his comedic um, career he does he plays a viola and makes and writes musicals and, and just standalone songs as well that he plays fringe festivals and has YouTube channel a YouTube channel with all his, his work up there as well um, he's been on the air a couple of times as I said he does some really good stuff with the viola and and does uh, a lot of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for parody type work so check out Viola Willie. I will play that song back to normal as an outro. It would have worked quite well also for the for the um, intro today. But yeah, I'll play it as an outro. And if you like it, you can go check him out on YouTube. He's got a bunch of stuff up there. Comic, co- co- comedic relief uh, with sort of parody style, politically driven parody style vibe to it as well. Um, so I feel like... Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to go into it. We're going to chat. We're going to chat COVID, um, more specifically WA COVID rules, laws, restrictions, etc. because we have to, because we bloody well have to, because it's it's in our faces. It's stopping us from living, living a normal life. It is the topic of the bloody century. And I feel like in Australia in general, support is building um, and definitely, obviously, in my own bubble, because I'm in Port Hedland and, and WA, or WA and the Port Hedland more specifically, and you can't go anywhere else, so it's all I can give you a gauge on. It, it feels like that that support is building for the the counterculture, for the the rebellion, um, because six months ago there was a lot of people saying, ah, McGowan's doing great. Um, A lot of people saying, let's all just get the vaccines. Let's all just do the right thing. Come on, we need to, you know, don't be an idiot, blah, blah, blah. I was one of those voices to an extent. I don't know if I ever shouted McGowan's praises, but I was definitely definitely of the mind that um, we had to just get the vaccine so we get our numbers up so we get back to normal. Uh, that's never happened, as we know. He fucked us over at Christmas time and didn't let anybody leave the state or re-enter the state if they had left the state past his fucking deadlines he made up. Excuse my French. Um, there was that. And then he gave us a February 5th date to work to to open the state up because we all got to our 90% vaccination rate or we'd, we'd already done that before Christmas when he when he shut us down the first time. And then he came out and took February 5th off the table again, which upset a lot of people. And started talking all crazy shit about 90% um, rates for the booster shot, which is just insane. So I don't know if you're listening to this, if you've thought about that statement in particular. I want to break down a few things he said during his um, press conference. And if you don't, if you didn't watch it, I'll, I'll walk you through it. 
the main gist of it. Um, but one of the main reasons he gave for doing the for shutting down the February fifth to open us up to the rest of the country and the world was that well Omicron's running a muck over east, which it is. Um, hospital beds are being filled up, which they are, and people are dying and a quite a higher rate, which, I mean, not relative to the number of cases, but there is a lot of people dying, obviously, because, you know, every man and his dog is getting Omicron, is getting COVID. More cases, more deaths. The percent is still under 1% of people that die from it, so that's never changed. But um, moving forward from that, so, okay, he said, so we can't in good faith open up the border and let thousands, there was like, something like 10,000 people booked to come into the state on the 6th of February. Um, we can't just open up the, up the borders and let those all those people come in here and just bring a wave of, of COVID with them and overwhelm our, our medical system overnight. Um, we have to wait till we have 80, 80 to 90% uh, uptake of the booster shots and we can't give you any hard date. We'll just have to just have to uh, take it as it comes from there. So so, which, so, basically an indefinite closure of our borders. Um, can't let a wave of Omicron in with the 10,000 people that were booked to come over here on the 6th of February and have to get the booster up to 80, 90%. So let's break it all down. 80, 90% for the booster doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They, they, they quite openly during this whole booster campaign uh, admitted that the second dose that was going to be really important to get the second dose, once we get that, we know, this is, the, this is the government talking, we know that it's got greater coverage, far greater coverage. You need that second boost. Once we get up to 80 or 90%, we can open up the state. We can start getting, start getting, back, getting, back, to, getting back, to, back to normal because we know we're going to get greater coverage virus from the second dose. It's now been said to have something like 4% protection from you getting the virus. Uh, obviously, it still reduces severity um, of, the, of the virus if you get it. So that's a lot of horse shit. But now we're being told that it's like 60, 69% coverage from the, third, from the booster, which sounds super familiar to what they said about the second one. Um, and we need to wait till we've got 80 or 90% uptake from the booster of the booster before we can open the borders doesn't make any sense there's two things i want to discuss there the first one is the fact about getting up to 80 or 90 percent from the booster for the booster by the time that happens because it's spread out over a period of months when we all got these shots so the people who are eligible for the booster by the time we get up to 80 or 90 percent of people who are eligible for the booster the people who are at the beginning of that wave will be eligible for the fourth so you won't have 80 or 90 percent of quotes full vaccination rates again because those people will be due for the fourth so then now how oh, well we can't open the border until we get our fourth vaccination rates up to 80 or 90 percent it's an ongoing cycle with no end in sight super crafty from this little fucking gremlin who runs our state um and not a lot of people picked up on that one but that's just a fucking straight up just that's just that's dodgy super dodgy and another thing about that vaccination is that uh, the, sorry about the about the booster is talking about the, the the efficacy rate of it Australia has been so so st uh, uh, staunch in in using their own data for this fucking virus talking to us telling us numbers from their own studies and uh, um, in, unless it really suits the narrative but generally speaking, 
giving us data from their own studies when we know Australia is far behind the eight ball. We're like three, four months behind the eight ball from companies like England, uh, from like the UK, the US, Israel, a bunch of other countries who have got actual hard data coming out as well. So to use our data when we're behind the eight ball is you're, you're constantly using outdated um, and under-resourced data when you should be using the data from the companies that are already far further down the, the road than us because we've general people who have any interest in this and find their own information already know a lot of these statistics and numbers and 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 we know what the the deal is with these efficacy rates and uh, rates of uh, of people dying and hospitalization and all this kind of shit and it's not the same story that Australian government are telling us because they're telling us their own data which is behind behind the times so it doesn't make anybody sense um what else did he say? We can't open the border and just let these 10,000 people come over here and bring a wave of Omicron over with them and overwhelm our health system overnight. Well, no, we can't do that. But surely you'd still be rat testing everyone that came over the border. So if you had 10,000 people coming over and 2,000 of them had Omicron and you rat test everyone, like 90% of the people who have it are going to be picked up, Right. And then they test when they get here as well. And then if they go, and if they've got it when they get here, they go into isolation for seven days, which is more reasonable. That's not what our government's saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what the rest of the country's saying. So you're going to capture a huge percentage of the people that that come over here that have got it. So it's not like you're letting ten thousand people in here with COVID, untested. And that's what that's the way he worded it to 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 make it sound worse than it was going to be. So he's fucked us. He's lied to us, and. And what we know about the what's happening in the rest of the world is that the Omicron wave is subsided and it's passing and places like the UK are, are, are lifting their restrictions. No more COVID-19 restrictions anymore because that wave is on the downtrend. So they're lifting all restrictions, getting back to normal, and we haven't even had it. We're still locked down in WA. And now there's a new sub-variant that's come out. It's come out. It's been around the whole time apparently, but it's starting to show prominence. The BA2 variant uh, rather than the BA1 variant, which is what we've experienced so far, which is apparently up to 50% more infectious and about as severe, but going to be way harder to to, um, suppress a wave of that variant coming through if you haven't already had the wave of the first Omicron variant come through, which WA hasn't. So by the time he finally opens the gates and this thing comes in here, or he's going to either keep it shut for another six months, or if he finally opens the gates to our our state lets it in, we're going to have a variant come in here that's even harder to suppress and it's going to hit the medical system even harder because you're going to get more people getting sick at the same time, therefore more higher, higher numbers of people in hospital. So he's completely fucked us. Um, the guy is drunk on power. He will not listen to expert uh, uh, advice and opinions and studies from around the world or even from the other side of the country. He won't listen to his own people. This guy's support, I would love to know what the numbers are now, but it has to be, it, what is the percentage of people that actually still still follow and believe and support this clown, Mark McGowan? It has to be on the, the far lower side of, of, of people who have to agree and believe in this guy at this point in time. Seriously, come on. He just lies constantly. It seems like he's just drunk on the power now, and it just gets worse and worse. You get nervous whenever you hear of a new 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 press conference or an update coming out from this prick because it's just more more bad news, more unlog- unlogic, unlogistically sound 
bad news, frustratingly bad news, every time this prick opens his mouth. And, but it does seem like we're starting to wake up a bit, man. This kind of – like these conversations you just hear around the place now where six months ago, even th- four months ago, three months ago, it was all Mark McGowan, yeah, keep the border shut. No, he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, this and that. Now people are like, hang on, this guy's out of fucking out of his fucking mind. So that's good, man. You've got people like um, RV Yemen from from uh, Rebel News who's getting more and more notoriety. He's an independent journalist. Um, he was on a like a big talkback like news uh, TV show in the US getting light shone on him over the Novak Djokovic um, situation. Um, he's just generally popping up more and more in the general culture. You hear people mentioning Rebel News and, and it seems like he's getting built up more and more, more people watching him and listening to what he's doing and he's, and he's very biased in his own way but I think that in the situation we're at where the bias is so strong and so exaggerated and so much power and force behind it in the, in the other direction, you, you can get away with being an independent journalist and being, and being biased towards your own opinions because you need to have a loud voice and you kind of have to fight fire with fire reasonable just reasonable presentation of your version of the facts isn't enough at this point in time so I'm more right with that um yeah and you hear about that a lot having a lot more there's a big convoy happening of truckies truck drivers goods and service you know um transporters heading across the 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 country and stopping in every state heading towards Canberra apparently they're going to pull up out the front of um the parliament house on Monday morning and um, protest about um, about ending the mandates. So we'll see what happens with that, man, because it's just fucking insane what's going on in our country. People can't work. Old ladies getting thrown out of cafes and arrested and fucking just it's, it, it, it is crazy. You're living in some sort of dystopian future and it happened in a matter of two years. Uh, cops bashing the shit out of people. So that's if you haven't seen that one, go to um, RV Yemen um, on Instagram through Rebel Rebel News. He this was about a year ago, filmed um in Victoria. There were some protesters. They got disbanded by the police and as they were walking off from the protest, police another group of police ran across the road, ambushed them and literally just jumped them and beat the shit out of them like a bunch of gang members. They just ran over and started beating the shit out of these unarmed protesters who were leaving the protest and beat the shit out of them and it was on put and it was filmed and on news and Army Avi reported on it and now they're threatening him with two years jail term if he doesn't take the videos down. It's fucking crazy stuff. These cops are out of control. The government's out of control. Fucking Australia's gone mad. Australia is burning, motherfuckers. Wake up, Australia's burning. Our country is fucked and all these people that it frustrates me, people who don't seem to care i mean if you have opinions the other way that's one thing you're strongly uh, opposed to my take on things and you've got your own opinion and you 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 may have a weird fucked up view of the thing you may be getting mainstream fed information that's all skewed and biased in in the extreme but you at least you're following your trusted sources of information the people that just don't seem to care what's going on that's what i don't really follow i don't really care that not that bad, blah, blah, blah. That drives me insane. No, you'll notice most of them aren't parents because the parents are really worried about what, what uh, country we're handing our children and we're also worried about being forced to vaccinate our kids. I mean, there's kids that have been dying from the vaccination that's been, that's been um, smothered by social media and mainstream media and the government. They weren't, they're, they're not admitting to that. They're not, they're not taking that... Um, 
seriously. They were not letting those those reports get out there. It's fucking dark, dark shit, man. But I, I believe that the 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 tides are turning, and and, and seriously, are they? If they at least had talked about these friggin' boosters with some sort of end date in mind, like we just need to do it for the next six months till we get through the wave of fucking, you know, COVID-19, it's not going to be forever. If they at least started talking like that, it might give some people some hope. But it's not, it's just like nana boosters every three months or you don't have a job. It's not going to work. People aren't going to go and get a booster shot. Like the 90% of Australia aren't going to go and get a booster shot every three months for the next fucking, like, indefinite future look what that's not going to happen people are going to start dropping off man it's just human nature let alone people protesting and now when you've got pricks like mark mcgowan lying to the public the people who are super sketchy on getting the 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 vaccination in the first place they're not going to be on board it's just fucking ridiculous fucking crazy bloody crazy it's probably enough on that and Definitely enough on that. Hope I haven't scared you all off with my uh, my COVID nineteen um, WA restriction rant, but I just had to get it off my chest, man. I did post something the other day as well that's that's seems to have got a, a bit of attention. That was my opinion is that WA is going to be the next California, and I don't mean that in a good way because California used to be a cool place, but I mean the fact that people are going to start leaving this state, and in fact, big executives and shit. Uh, from have have already started doing this. Entrepreneurs and business owners and families and people are going to start r- running out of this state en masse to get away from this tyrannical, insane, fucking arrogant leader that we have, so-called leader that we have, who's basically a d- d- dictator. Won't listen to the prime minister. Won't listen to science. Won't listen to the rest of the country, the rest of the world. Who is keeping his fucking population locked into a fucking statewide prison camp? People are going to bail this place, man. I have no trust left for the government here. Don't, it, it's horrible. Like this is WA was one of the best places in the world, and these pricks are ruining it. And people are going to start leaving. They don't want to be a part of this, man. It's what's going to happen. It's what's it's exactly what happened in California. They get drunk on power. Don't listen to their population, and people bail out because we're not fucking. We're not. We're not prisoners in the long run, mate. We can actually make choices for ourselves and get ourselves away from a bad situation. Sad that that's the choice, but that's what's going to be. Australia Day. Oh, one thing before I move on. Just to say another thing that points to the 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 um the fact that people are, are waking up and, and getting over this whole thing and people are really giving a shit a lot less lately is the fact that the testing sites in WA, in Perth particularly, are like half the number that they were six months ago in, in June, July last year, the lowest they've been for, for over six months because even though there's a massive wave of Omicron going around and there's these fucking, if you listen to Mark McGowan and his stupid outdated terms like clusters, there's a cluster of cases coming from Bunbury and we've got a close contact in such and such area and these fucking stupid weird terms that nobody else uses anymore. Um, people aren't going and getting tested. They're like half the amount of people that, get, that were getting tested six months ago. So people don't give a shit. People aren't going to your stupid fucking testing clinics anymore because we don't give a shit. People are just going to get the damn disease, have a sore throat for a couple of days, get over it, not tell anyone because if they tell anyone, you're going to fucking lock them down for 14 days. Like hell, I'm going to tell anyone if I get sick. If I get the bloody damn thing, I'm just going to fucking ride it out. Go back to work when I feel good again. Fucking... 
go out and get tested and fucking be locked in your house for 14 days like a prisoner. Fucking in unreasonable demands on people, especially after this period of time. So people aren't giving a shit anymore. You wouldn't even know how many cases you've got in, in, in the state right now because it's just not, it's not a true snapshot because your testing facilities aren't being utilised anymore because you lied to everyone and they don't trust you. Oh, yeah, if anyone from my work listens to this, obviously I'm lying. I'm just joking, mate. If I feel sick, uh, the first sign of a sore throat, I'll be down at the um, hospital centre getting a PCR test. And if I have COVID-19, I'll be isolated for 14 days um, uh, and staying away from everybody else. Just wanted to throw that in there, public, ser- public service announce- announcement there. Um, Ausday, we had Ausday midweek this week. And what a cracker, man. I had a great day, a chilled little one, went around my brother's house with just the fam. We swum in the pool, we ate barbecue meat off the Weber, um, and just had a cool cruisy day, man. I actually went for a dive that morning out the front as well with one of the boys from work, absolutely disgusting, dirty water, couldn't see past the end of the spear gun, Um, but we came into the shallows back on the land side of the the drop-off for about half an hour and swam around in the real shallow reef patches there, which was cool, Um, plenty of fish life there and beautiful coral and shit, so that was nice. And then, yeah, went out to, to um, my brother's house and swam in the pool and ate, ate barbecue meat and hung out there for a few hours and came home completely cooked from the sun and passed out on the couch for a little bit. Um, that was nice. And I also put up a post on my socials on Wednesday morning, Australia Day morning, just before I popped down to the gym, um, giving my my take and my opinion on, on Australia Day. That seemed to get a fair bit of traction and, and that seemed to resonate with a lot of people. And just reiterating that, if you didn't hear it, my, my opinion was and is that I understand the sentiment of uh, Australia Australia Day being Invasion Day and people wanting to change the date and abolish it and not celebrate it. I understand where they're coming from and that's because the way we celebrate it typically and traditionally uh, in this country can be super inflammatory and offensive to people um, like myself of Aboriginal descent um, in in Australia and um, but I feel like the best way to deal with it is to just change the way we celebrate it talk about the reality of the atrocities that were done to Aboriginal people in this country um, from the first moment um, the settlers set, set foot here and through history with what's been done to um, Indigenous people in, in incarceration and systemic racism and, and and we could talk about all that stuff, talk about some Aboriginal people who are doing really good things in the country, in the community and for the movement, for the culture, shine a light on those people, teach, our, um, teach the youth a bit more about that, uh, put a spotlight on Indigenous history and culture and some of the horrible things that were done to, to Aboriginal Australians um, put a bit of a spotlight on on that day in the morning, a bit of a commiseration service. And then moving forward, I believe we can all agree that we want to get better. We want to move forward from that, not forget, but forgive and, and, and work towards being a better country together and use Australia Day as the day to do that. It makes absolute perfect sense to me. I don't see why a better day that you could possibly choose to do that. Um, and, and I think right now as well, with what's going on with our government, um, just not listening to us and locking us down and, and controlling us and, 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 you know, we really don't have much of a voice. We do, but no one's listening to that voice. We really need to stick together. We can fight We can fight later. We can fight about other shit later if you really want to. 
But right now we need to be a united front. We need to come um, together as a country and, and, and because we don't have any other allies. We, the people of this country living here with each other amongst, amongst um, one another, are our only allies. The government doesn't give a fuck about us. The government don't give a shit about us. They're not going to come for our rescue. They're not going to just change things to make our lives easier or better or give us our freedom back for no damn reason. No one from overseas is coming to step in and fix this for us. The people, the everyday people that you work with, every you know, side by side during the day and chat with down the shops and all that sort of stuff. The people that are busy because they've got kids and families and jobs and lives and housework and all that sort of stuff. They're the people that have to stand up for for what's right and stand up to get our our freedoms back and liberties back. We are the only people that can do that. We are the people that have to do that. We don't have time to be fighting over um, race, religion, uh, culture. Uh, um, you know, political views, all that sort of shit. We don't have time for that right now. Right now, we need to. That they're 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 relying on us being distracted and being um, dissected into multiple different groups or squabbling one, um, amongst each other. And we need to come together and be one bloody group of people, the people of Australia. Tell them what we want. Tell them what we need. Demand we get it back, and then we can address some of these other issues later. But for now, let's just—we got to get together, man. That's my—that's my opinion. We got to be a united front on this damn thing. Um, what else is going on? My car, the Ute, the Ranger, the bloody Ranger, is going on a truck on Tuesday to down to Perth and to begin the journey to becoming a, a bloody touring rig. Um, goes on the truck on Tuesday, gets down to the chop shop, old mate is getting the GVM upgrade done for us, then the canopy, the Norworld canopy is rocking up the week after that, that gets fit on the Monday, Tuesday of that week, he's going to chop the window in for me and another vent on top of the roof near the front of the canopy, um, I'll pick it up from there, check everything over, uh, um, take it out to the Auto Sparky the day after Auto Sparky because I want to fly down right when this is getting done. The Auto Sparky is gonna hook up my 200 lithium, my 200 volt lithium um, 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 lithium battery system in in the in the rig for us with full battery management system and everything. Um, a 2000 watt inverter, so I've got enough juice to run a friggin. Um, a an induction cooktop plate in the canopy itself, and then I'm going to take that once he's done. Ran to my old boy's house, install the upright Dometic 130 liter fridge and my 270 degree Bush Company awning onto the side of the of, of the U as well. And this thing will be a bloody weapon, mate. Uh, I'm going to drive it back. Um, I'm going to drive it back. Um, and with the with my with the swag on in tow, and yeah, camp out on the way back up here. Throw, roll the swag out on the roof rack, and yeah, just give it a little bit of a run on the way up here. And I'm so damn excited! I'm excited to to get out and go camping this bloody this bloody season. Uh, we've been trying to book Ningaloo over the first two school holidays of the year, but that's an absolute no go for most of the good sites. They're all taken like six months in advance now, man. So. That's bloody hectic. I just spilt water all on me bloody thongs. Um, so we won't be going to Ningaloo. We'll probably just stay local, probably do a broom trip and some of the other coastal trips up here. I want to go to Willy Wally this year and check that out. We may do Kununurra in the, around the 
around July, around the middle of the year. Um, sometime we'll, we'll, we'll look into that a bit further. Um, depends how the savings are going during the middle of the year. Got a massive target to save for this year. So it really is head down, bum up. Camping will be the only sort of holidays we do, bar me flying down to Perth to pick the canopy up this time of year. So I'm super excited about that, man. Super, super excited. Uh, this has been in the making. Like I started planning this at Christmas last year. So two thousand, so the end of 2020, start of 2021, started planning this damn thing. Um, doing all my research, then looked at you know, the, the vehicle we wanted to get, got the Ford sorted out, um, we just went heavy on the research for the canopy and came to the terms that, that uh, came to the realisation that we had to go top end to get everything we wanted and, and there wasn't a lot of dollar figures difference between the very, very top and some of the other upcoming brands who don't have the same kind of name. So we went the premier canopy company in the damn country, which is Norworld, Australia, um, and I'm super excited to get this bloody rig hooked onto the back of the ute and, and get it in action, man, because like I said, it's been over a year in the making now from its conception to, to when I'm sitting in the damn thing um, driving it. Um, so there'll be one of two things will happen. I'll either just be over the moon and so stoked and pumped and looking forward to the first trip, or I'll get like, you know, like an adrenaline dump where you're like, oh, wow, all this planning all this time and I've got it and um, now I'm... Now I don't know what to feel anymore. <laughs> so we'll see what how, how that goes. But I'm super excited, man. Ah. Um, yeah, man. That's um, yeah. It's gonna be a big year for us. And I'm also I've also got the the diploma, um, my building and construction pl- diploma that I have till October to finish this year. So I'm about halfway through where I need to be. Just 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 below halfway through where I need to be. So I've got a lot of shitload of work to do on that as well. Weekends are going to be pretty boring at the Robinson House this year because, like I said, saving is at a premium. Time's at a premium. I need to get this damn um, diploma done. I've done about an hour and a half work on it today and did a bit of work during the week. Every week I have to be working on this damn thing. If I'm not, it's a failed weekend. So that's where we're at this year. A lot, a lot of shit to get done and to, get, and to cover, man. Um... Some big developments, shifting gears a little bit, big developments in the legal cannabis, medicinal cannabis sort of, oh, not even just medicinal, but in the legalising weed movement this past week um, via the Honourable Dr. Matty Moore, his social media, his Instagram page. He, he put out a, a, a post the other day just highlighting some of the cool things that have happened this year already um, and highlighting that, we've got a, highlighting that we have a big year moving forward in this space. Um, Texas, which is tr- traditionally not a super progressive um, state, um, with this when it comes when concerned with this sort of stuff, um, is has um, green lighted the trialling of medicinal cannabis for um, vets, re- return vets um, with PTSD. So that's pretty. Because we know in other states and, and around the country and in, in the US, they've had some really good results with that. So that's great that Texas is going to start trying that as well. Um, in Arizona, still sticking in over in the US, Arizona, uh, their total revenue from the first year of having legal cannabis in the state is $1.2 billion. $1.2 billion revenue for the first year of Arizona having legal weed. So as more and more states legalise over there, that's such a huge amount of revenue they're going to get back into their own community. And WA, sorry, WA, well, yeah, WA, but Australia really needs to 
to to look closely at that those numbers and those figures as well and think what kind of money we can be bringing back into our own into our own economy um, when we decide to fucking get off um, to, get, to get in the right lane and legalize the damn thing the, the damn stuff. Uh, Thailand decriminalizes cannabis and allows person uh, growing for personal use for its citizens as well. So that's huge. Thailand, the first Asian country to legalize weed, which is obviously the Asian countries are, uh, are typically super strict on this sort of stuff. So that's another really positive um, benchmark over there. Psilocybin in another study uh, that's been done, not sure where this study was undertaken, but psilocybin yet again shown to be far more effective than SSRIs in the treatment of depression and anxiety, which people who are in the, the know already know. And if you don't know, now you know, Ninja. Shout out to my boy, Biggie Smalls. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty super, super, super exciting, man. If you're interested in that sort of stuff like I am, that's super exciting. Um, a little bit of media for you this week. Um, the movie Gold on Stan. If you've seen that advertised uh, with Zac Efron and his beautiful eyes, uh, don't bother watching it. Super shit. The movie Gold was shit. Not gold. Um, crap, boring, hardly any talking. Filmed here in Australia. They had another American, another Australian guy doing an American accent for no reason. Why couldn't he have just been an Australian character? They had an Irish character in it, an American character being Zac Efron, and then the other guy with a super poor American accent. What they may make? Australians do American accents. It's just bad. You could have just had an Australian accent. And nothing happens the whole film. There's hardly any dialogue, and then the ending is just so shit. So don't. Watch it. Save yourself for a couple of hours. Just go to sleep instead. Fucking just get the sleep. I could have just. I could have had two hours extra sleep last night instead of watching it. How ripped off is it? I could have had two extra hours of sleep instead of watching that filth. Fuck you, movie. All right. Um, lastly, but not least. I uh, I got ripped off on eBay, man. So my laptop I've broken. There's like I'm an idiot. I put a, a a camera attachment onto the top of the laptop screen when I was doing a podcast one time to film it. Cracked the screen right where the camera is, and my laptop's like eight years old anyway, and super slow, and I can't uh, edit footage on it from GoPro footage and stuff on it. So I need a new laptop. Uh, I was looking around for ages. I really wanted 32 gigabytes of RAM. Finally got found one on on eBay, second hand, like 18 months old. Seemed legit. Paid for it, three and a half grand uh, at the bank. And old mate just went radio silent. Did not just hadn't sent the thing. It's like been over three weeks. And it's not even been shipped. It doesn't write back to emails or anything. So I've lodged a complaint with eBay and they're going to follow it up and they're bloody well give me my money back so I can go and get another computer from a more legitimate source. I'm just going to have to buy a 16 gigabyte of RAM Mac because I want I need 32 gigs, but they don't sell them like that standard. So I have to buy a 16 gig one and then get the, got someone in town to upgrade the memory for me to 32 gigabytes of RAM so I've got plenty of space and, and speed to edit movies and shit on. So it's going to take like... What should have taken me, I should have had the damn thing in like two and a half, three weeks. It's going to end up being like a month, month and a half, or probably like a month and a half or, um, or more uh, fucking process 
I'm super frustrated about it. So anyway, that's where we're at with the old computer. That's part of the plan for the year is to get a computer I can edit videos on and start moving into that space more and more this year. So, But it's a bit of a fucking stutter start for me on that one. I've got to get out of here, man. I've got to go inside and be a dad, help out my wife with the general house stuff. I'm a full-blown house broke average man, so i got some places to be. Um... Yeah, man, that's it. That's all I've got to say. Thanks for listening. Jump on the YouTube channel. Check that out. Subscribe. Even if you don't watch the videos yet, if they're not that good, just jump on and subscribe. It'll take you 30 seconds, mate. Don't be a knob. Do it now. If you're listening, do it now. If you're driving, just pull over. YouTube, Average Man Podcast. Click subscribe. Then fucking get on with your day. Don't be a knob. Just do it, mate. No, I'm just joking. Seriously, there you go. Go on, go on subscribe. Uh, I think you can subscribe to me on, 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 on uh, what's it called? Spotify as well. Subscribe to me on Spotify there. Like the Instagram page. Just just click the button, man. Click the damn button. Let's get the numbers up. Come on. Let's go. This year has to, it's got to move. The needle has to move this year, mate. So I'm doing the bloody work. I'm doing all the work over this end. You guys won't even click a couple of fucking buttons. Come on. Get on board with me, mate. Um... That's all I've got to say. Um, let's see how guilting your listeners into fucking subscribing to your stuff works because um, pleading hasn't worked. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to get out of here, man. Got shit to do. Uh, Average Man Podcast, episode 115. I need another plan. Mark McGowan needs another plan too. So we're all on the same page. Got to get out of here. Love you all. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Have a good one. Have a good week. Uh, enjoy your life. Yeah. That'll do.